Hey, yo, hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to part two of Morning Joe with Tony Flo, interviewing our good friend Tyler Ferreria over here, having some good conversation, having a good old talk. And so uh, let's keep on keeping on here. We got another uh, show full of content here. So let's dive on in. Back where we left off, right? Back where we left off. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. So what brought those thoughts up that you had to reinvent yourself? What came what brought you to that point to all right, I gotta quit thinking this way, mm-hmm. I gotta break out of my shell, I gotta I gotta stop doing this. I knew that this wasn't where I was meant to end up. I knew that this if I stayed here, my life was gonna go nowhere. And I was it was to the point where my choice was simple. And I think everyone comes to this choice of, dude, you're gonna let this all these events break you and you're never going to recover or you're going to let them grow you and you're going to let them make you better and i finally had i fought that in myself for so long and then i finally just started chipping away at it little by little no it's going to make me better no all this is going to make me better it's not Mm -hmm. going to break me it's not going to break me i'm not going to stay here i'm not going to stay here and i just kept fighting it every day so roughly how long did it take you to to get to that point where you had to make a decision I know Man. it's kind of hard to remember yeah, back yeah. then. Um, it was well over a year. Oh, that's a long time. That's a long stretch to be in that that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was in that I was in that lease for. It was a one year long lease when I was in that room by myself, and you know I broke that lease kind of at the at the the height of it where it was like I need to be home. Yeah, I need to be somewhere healthy, and I need to start rebuilding. Um, so I broke that lease. I was there for about actually might have been like eight months. About eight months, completely on my own. And then at home, you know, I did some rebuilding and stuff. But I, but even then, it was still kind of like that. You know, it was still a transition. I was just because I was physically out of there, and my mentally was, I mentally I yeah. was still there. You yeah. Know? So, um, it took me about a year to get to the point where I was like, I could, I could see some change happening, but it was still an every single day battle. Yes. And that happened, and it didn't, still is at some, you know, but not. It's not every day, and it's not the to the intensity that it used to be at. You know. Yeah, it definitely subsides after over time because yeah. you you fill it with people, with a purpose, mm-hmm. with a goal. You you start to have an objective in life rather than thinking in your own thoughts and not having a purpose and just looking down on yourself all the time. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck because it's easy it's easy to do that. You don't want to do it, but it's the easiest thing to do. And I uh. think that's that's a human nature is to naturally seek out the easiest way to do things. And you are doing the hard way, which is trying to put dig yourself out of the hole that you you got yourself in, mm-hmm. and it's a, it doesn't happen overnight. But you're <laughs> working at it, you're doing it. Yeah. And where how did the church play a role in that? Were they coming to see you? Were you going to them? Uh, so that was part of my move home. Was so when I was in San Diego, there was something about it that I just couldn't. I went to church a few times, but it wasn't like it is here. Like this is like like when I go to church here, you know, it's the church that I've been going to since catechism, you know, since I was like five years mm-hmm. old. There's just something to it that like I get excited, I get pumped. Whereas like I couldn't find something like that there, so I was searching it out. Like that was part of my move home. Like any time that I'm home, like I look forward to that so much. It just it just lights the fire underneath me. It re-energizes me. It just you know see some fire in your yeah. belly. Yeah, you for know? sure. And get I. Man, when I moved home and started going back to church, dude, I cried my eyes out every single <laughs> Sunday that I was sitting in those pews, man. I'm talking every single Sunday for, uh, man, it, it it was probably at least a good, probably six months from there, too. Wow. Four, five, six, now, yeah, probably four to six months. I would cry every single Sunday. What brought up those emotions? What what was it like you were just getting slammed every sermon? Or, <laughs> you know, no, or, dude, it was... It was Tears of joy and gratitude. Yeah. Because okay. I was getting lifted. Yeah, yeah. Up and out. Yeah. I was <laughs> I could see where I was where I was at in that dark deep hole. Yeah. And I could see it was always underneath me. There was always an abyss right underneath me. I yeah. could see it. I remember being there. But I'm getting lifted. And so it was just an immense amount of gratitude for what I was getting and just saying sorry. And I was a lot of it was gratitude, and a lot of it was regret, being yeah. sorrowful for how I was. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, something too, like kind of going back on what you mentioned about 
just hitting that spot, right, where you just realized, okay, I need to get serious about God here yeah. or whatever it was. Um, and I think, too, like reading about Winston Churchill, you know, for one, learning about him and his past and where he came out of, he, he was, his dad was just extremely abusive, extremely abusive to mm. him. And so, you know, but then he turns around and becomes one of the greatest leaders in in, in London, in the UK, you know, and, and probably in, in just in history as in general. Absolutely. Um, and so he obviously took a very bad situation and was able to come out of it because he responded to it correctly with the right attitude. Now, obviously not easy, right? And obviously, same thing with you, right? You had this bad situation. You got everything swept out from under you. Bad situation, but you know what? You're like... I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to do it. I'm, this is what I'm going to do. And so you got, you, you essentially, I mean, it took a while, right? It took a year, <laughs> you said, I mean, and you know, it does cause it's not overnight. It's a process, yeah. right? Where you're just like, it, cause it just is. But then you were able to take the bad out of that situation and turn it into good by, by for one, right? Getting your relationship right with God and, and getting closer to God. And then two, being like, okay, there's something more for me out here. Yep. There's, there's, I'm, I'm need to reinvent myself. <laughs> I need to get, I need to get out there. Okay, so you're back, you're back at uh, home, right? Is that what you were mentioning? You, you were home coming to church. Is that what? That's right. Okay, that's right. So you're, you're back at home. You're reinventing yourself. What's next? What comes next? You, you are, you're like, okay, what am I gonna do now? Yeah. So when I get to a point where I, because before when I was in that dark spot, I feel like I couldn't. I couldn't do anything. I physically felt like if I tried, I would fail immediately. So I, I wasn't even trying, you know? Yeah. So once I got to the point where I, w- I got back to my old self, where I felt confident, I felt strong, I felt disciplined, I felt determined again, then I said, okay, you're back. <laughs> now what are you going to do with it? He's back. <laughs> so then this is where it comes back to that little, the, the, the goal that was always behind the veil mm-hmm. of, okay, Service and serving people has always been my number one goal. Mm. But what was right behind that I talked about is being filthy, stinking rich. <laughs> so then I said, okay, that's not changed. That physically has not changed. It's your kid. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. You're going to live your better life and you're going to accomplish those goals. So you're going to lift up other people. You're going to serve other people. You're going to help other people. And the best way to do that is getting stinking filthy rich. The two <laughs> go hand in hand. The more you help people, at the same time, the more money you will make. And also, the ti- same time, the more money you make, the more people you can help. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people that believes in being poor and humble is close to God. I don't believe that. I believe that because yeah, that's what a lot of people will oh, say. Sure. You know, I, I 1,000% do not believe that. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people in the bible were rich they were oh yeah they they were blessed by god because mm-hmm. they obeyed him they didn't they didn't show them as poor or, or starving or anything like that they were blessed job was blessed king david was blessed they, Naaman, yeah. yeah all of them yep so there's no reason why someone that follows god should not be rich absolutely I, and i think that's super super important to say mm-hmm. i i think that that's something that a lot of people will box themselves into because of because of that reason so, yeah, that's I said. Okay, so who's who's the rich people? So I needed to no longer be Tyler Navy guy. I, <laughs> I needed to no longer be Tyler the Army guy. Who are you going to be, Tyler? Who? I said you're going to be Tyler the businessman. Ooh. Who's the richest people? Who have the most influence? Here's, here's my card, Tyler the businessman. <laughs> that's, Give that's me my a business. call. <laughs> www.tylerthebusinessnow. <laughs> um, so that's that's how I made that choice. I said, how are you going to get to your goals of helping as many people as you can? And getting stinking filthy rich. And I said, okay, well, who helps the most people? And who has the most money? Business people. <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> Simple. So I became Tyler the businessman. And then from there, I worked with what I liked and what I knew and what I thought was possible. And then that's how I got into... Um, so again, this goes back to what I find fascinating too was the body. So like you talked about, mm. I did personal training. And that started off with, I worked at a GNC, you know, still, you know, obviously that's still in the fitness community mm-hmm. crowd, you know, interacting with those people, tar- talking the lingo, learning the industry. Um, so I started off at GNC here in Ventura at the, at the mall. Yep. I remember I went and visited you, I think a co- with Raymond, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, with yeah, Ray. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to you, Ray. <laughs> yeah. Now I remember that. Yeah. And if you asked me back 
then, you know, oh, you're Tyler the businessman, but you're working at GNC. You don't got no business, huh? It's a stepping stool. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> Give me a break here. But I learned a lot. I learned sales. You know, you, when you learn how to really sell, like at one point I was the number one seller in our region. Ooh. Holla. Like when you learn how to sell, that is a foundation of business. You cannot not be in business without knowing how to sell. So actually it was part of my journey. So I'm telling you, it all lined up. I think life is perfect. Yeah. Every step and everything is in the perfect pattern and planned and not by me yeah there you go <laughs> so go go ahead and continue with your story what what got you into or what are you in i think mm-hmm. you should tell the the listeners what are you in what business yeah the the yeah. veil moving yeah. the veil yeah yeah so so um so now you know i'm actually no longer in fitness now it's kind of fallen back behind the veil but it's definitely still on my horizon if that makes sense. So what I'm doing now is still going to be working toward that. And this is kind of recent. So I went from GNC being a sales associate. And then I said, you know what? I need to go back to San Diego and I need to conquer that city. I left that city with my tail between my legs, like a whip dog, sad. And so I said, I need to go back just for my own mental. And my mom was like, why? My mom used to say, why do you want to go back to San Diego? Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't. Oh, it. man, I love your mom, yeah, too, uh, man. Just thinking a, about it. I'm just like, an angel. Yeah, 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 for sure. So then I go, no, it's it's for me. I need to know that I can return strong with the principles that I have and, and do it. And I did. So I went back. So I used my GNC here in, in the mall, transferred down to a family-owned GNC down in San Diego. And I said, okay, well, next I'm going to do, I'm going to become the manager of this GNC. I became the manager of that GNC. And then while I was a manager of that GNC, I opened up my own personal training business. There it is. Tyler, the business name, yep. man, coming to fruition. That it, it took, you know, I took about three steps, you know, three steps to finally get there. But that was my first taste in business. Yeah. And how long did it take you to do that transition from uh, from recovering your from your abyss, the dark area in your life, to getting GNC, becoming the regional sales manager, to transferring back down to San Diego and becoming a manager down there. What was that time period? So like that 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 recovery slash turnaround time. Yeah, just, or, just where I was better. Where yeah, I like, yeah. Roughly, how long did that take you? From a to um, that that was I was home for about. I want to say I was I was working that GNC job there for about seven months, or so. Mm-hmm. And then from there, between, between, and then when I got down to San Diego, it took me about another 14 months or so to become manager. That's not bad. So it was about two years. Yeah, that's not bad, though, from, from coming down from where you were struggling just even to have a purpose in life <laughs> to being able to, tell, to encourage people to tell people what to do and to giving advice to better their lives, mm-hmm. whether that's supplement or training-wise. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think that's a huge turnaround within two years. Yeah, well, thank you, and I appreciate that. And it, it, it all comes down to how I was raised, and it all comes down to, uh, you know, just my parents, mm-hmm. you know, always being there for me, and of course, you know, obviously my relationship with God. That's, and it started at GNC. People, people saw like when they spoke to me that I had something to give them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, I was just curious on the turnaround mm-hmm. time. You could go ahead and continue okay. with your, okay, cool. with your yeah. story. And yeah, so yeah, it yeah, it definitely was not an overnight thing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Sure. Um so yeah, so then I ended up managing Gene C and at this time time and I, I appreciate that opportunity so much. Again, it was beautiful. And again, that was learning business. That was learning how to manage inventory. I was I was managing employees, you know, I was managing the store. Um more sales there, of course, too, because I was, you know, physically ordering the inventory. So I'd have to process you know, it, it, yeah. was, it was I was learning business at yeah, the same time. It was sure. crazy. How everything works uh-huh. and moving parts and all that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's a lot of responsibility too, being the guy of the store. If there's, yeah. you know, if someone doesn't show up, I'm there. You know, it just, you know, it was a lot. It was, it was a lot of responsibility. For sure. For sure. So then I ended up opening up my own personal training business, and I was using the two, right? So I was meeting customers in GNC who liked my style, and you know, obviously we'd get to talk, and I'm very personable, and you know, they're obviously people who are fitness oriented, minded. So and they go, oh, oh, you're a personal trainer too? Yeah. Yeah, of course, I'm a personal trainer. Yeah. So you know, I was using the the two to play off each other. Oh, for sure. And you know, that's that, the smart move. Yeah, smart move. Systems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Making mm-hmm. your own system you by using a system. Network. <laughs> yes. For sure. So then I was doing that for oh, not too long, maybe about four months, until I ran into the issue of, dude, I don't know how to be a personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, go, hey, go run around uh, for and then push ups for and then because <laughs> I know I know how to work out. 
And I had my, I got certified. I was a certified personal trainer. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't just out there, some dude. You know, put PT in front of me. (laughs) But I didn't really, you know, and I was good with people. But again, you know, I was good with people and I knew how to work out, but I didn't know what professional personal trainer did. Yeah, yeah. You know? So then I said, okay, you got to get better at that. (laughs) So then what I did was I, um, I sought out a personal training job at a gym. I was like, okay, well, I need to learn the structure. I need to learn the industry standards, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, dude, you're beginning. You got you to gotta meet yourself where you're at here, okay? You can't pretend like you're a big shot. You know everything. You don't. You just don't. <laughs> so then I got picked up at this awesome, awesome family little boutique gym called Last Real Gym. Sick name, right? Pretty now. cool name, actually. <laughs> I turned to hit my head to shame right now. I was like, oh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? When I stepped in there, I knew it was going to be magic. And, and it was, it really was, it was as a, besides being in the abyss, I would say my experience at the last world gym was besides being in the abyss and being kicked out of the army and everything. Last world gym was the second best experience I could have had. Mm. That's a powerful statement right there. For sure. For sure. So I became personal trainer there while running my own personal training thing. And I realized, dude, you, you, you're gonna you're gonna probably not be able to afford to live in San Diego in Pacific <laughs> Beach being a personal trainer. Just so starting. Sticky. That is so so expensive. Yeah. California is so expensive. Especially because you know I was trying to run my own first business ever. So yeah. you know that business ultimately just about collapsed. Mm-hmm. I kind of folded it in and I said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn before I start my business. I'm gonna learn the business. Mm-hmm. So then I said, okay, we're gonna close that, and now you're gonna learn the business through Last Real Gym. So I put. Every single ounce of energy, sweat, blood, and tears into Last Real Gym until I became the manager of it. Became the manager of it. Yeah. It's the end statement right there. So you're working hard, and obviously this this work ethic that you're displaying, the the, the owner, because uh, yep. family, right? You said yep. family-owned? Yep, exactly. Owner is like, I like this guy. Yeah, this guy goes. I like this guy. This guy's got a little sum-sum. Mm-hmm. So you become manager. Yeah. Now was that the was that was that where you were aiming for and you're like okay I'm gonna say manager here or or <laughs> was there another where you're oh. like I'm gonna I'm he's gonna hand it down to me because that's <laughs> no exactly so I'm I'm always reaching because mm-hmm. I because it's I'm so far away from where I want to be I'm always reaching I'm never ever staying in somewhere so of course and he knows that and he understood that I have an entrepreneurial spirit he knew that I was ambitious and that's why you know, he resonated with that because he's an entrepreneur because he's ambitious so we were a really really good team and he was an amazing mentor his name was Frank Frank the Tank I could help it so yeah so you know I um, I started managing that gym and then and then, like you said, you know, did I stay there? Absolutely not. So both of us got our ambition together. And like I said, it just happened to also be magic that be, when I walked in there, you just feel it. Um, and the magic was that my ambition could rise higher here because Frank was actively trying to open more gyms. Mm, okay, there you go. So now I go from the bottom of learning personal training and how to actually deal with people, programs, workouts you know the body right so now I take a step up okay now you're in management now you're managing trainers you're managing the gym you're still doing sales you're learning how to take care of customers how to get more branding marketing um and then now it goes up above uh, one level above that because now frank is trying to open more gyms now we're trying to franchise yep franchise so you're looking to be a franchisee correct that's pretty cool (laughs) so what emotions were going through you at this time what 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 fears did you have oh. coming from a dark place that you just worked out of going into putting a tremendous responsibility on your shoulders and someone relying on you mm-hmm. getting getting ready to franchise? What, what was your perspective on that? It was I was flying high. Mm. I was really flying high. My confidence was back. I, I got to the point like, like that, I, that I was once at where I knew that when I set out to do something, it was going to get done and it was going to get done better than anyone else could do it. And that wasn't out of a place of cockiness. That was out of a place of I'm going to outwork you, period. That's otherwise known as the Mamba mentality. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I kid you not. I probably shouldn't say it's probably illegal. But <laughs> there were times at Last Real Gym where I would work 45 days in a row without one single day off. I think my record might have been like 63 or something like that. <laughs> That's that determination right there. You had a purpose. You had a yeah. directive. You are going to get it done. Yeah. You were on fire. So that's mm-hmm. that's great. 
I mean, I mean, and and they weren't six hour days. They were fourteen hour days, thirteen hour days, sixty or forty days in a row. Wow. What got what <laughs> mind? What helped you get through that? Because I know I know when you're when you're on fire for something, you just make it happen. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much sleep you get, you just make it happen. Yeah. What was the motivation behind that? Were you, were you like were you like franchisee? This is it. This is my opportunity. I'm working. It was it was me becoming the identity that I set out to be when I was in the abyss. Because I remember being the abyss saying, okay, who are you going to be? Tyler the businessman. And I still wasn't quite Tyler the businessman yet. I was Tyler the manager who wanted to be a businessman. <laughs> right? so, so that franchisee, that owner status was right in front of me. I could see Ooh. it. it was, I was tickling it. I was reaching it. So I would do anything anything i had to do to get there because it was proof it was living proof that god took me out of that spot and he brought me to this point yeah yeah that's crazy that's a big turnaround and i'm just surprised by the time frame you're telling me because that's a huge turnaround getting your self-confidence back even being able to have someone rely on you the way people rely on you being able to come out of that from where you were, that's, I think that's great. That's amazing. I appreciate that. And I think, too, one thing that inspires me is your ambition. <laughs> like, you're just, like, your work ethic is just just Mamba-esque. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, too, as, like, somebody, like, for listeners, let's say, right? So, so somebody that's looking at, at maybe possibly rock bottom, we kind of touched on that earlier, or somebody that says, you know what, I do want to kind of, I do want to become something bigger than this. I want to be a manager. I want to be maybe the uh, the the owner. I want to own my own business. I'm looking at doing something like that. When you have somebody, say we have a listener that's looking at this, what is what's something that you would say that is is that you can say attribute attribute your your work ethic to? Would it be something? Would it be motivation? You're you know I'm motivated to become who I want to be, or would you say it was? the goals that you set for yourself that that was like okay this is my this I want to meet this goal I want to meet this goal I have this goal or was it just cuz you mentioned you know you wanted to have that identity right you wanted to 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 strive for that identity of yourself right what was it exactly where you were like what pushed you the most was it that motivation to find your identity or was it like okay I'm going to I'm going to keep reaching these goals I'm just going to reach that goal okay I'm going to reach this next goal what was it exactly that that pushed you to get to where you wanted to be it was a combination of both it was having that vision of that identity and then meeting the goals that i knew would get me there or at least that i thought would get me there so it it was it was that vision 100 percent. it was me chasing down that vision and then setting the goals that were going to get me there my goal is not my goal is not my end point okay yeah my goal is always a step that to my vision Yep, you're working your you're working your butt off trying to get there too. So I think that's what that was the feel to everything that you're trying to do. It wasn't something it wasn't an identity someone gave you like so when you do do that when you do what people want you to do and it's not something that you want to do, I think you get burnt out on it and yep. you just go through the motions and you'll hit, you'll hit minimum standards rather than all right, this is this is a stepping stone to where I want to be. This is me. This is this is Tyler. Tyler, the businessman. That's what I'm going to be. And these are the stepping stones for me. So I'm going to go all out. So you have that drive. When people get satisfied with the with the standard, the the status quo, you're going above and beyond that because you have a different drive than them. You have an objective. This is just a stepping stone for you. I'm going to get more. I want. I'm going to start my own business, or we'll get on. We'll get into that. <laughs> but but you have that you have that drive that a lot of people die out on they yeah. they get burnt out they can't go anymore but you had that drive to pass this like you said this is just a stepping stone 100 percent. that and that comes from your vision it's because in my opinion anyways a lot of people first of all don't have a vision yeah second of all if they do they're not correlating what they're physically doing right now on an everyday basis where are you spending your eight hours a day is that really pointing you at your vision? So that's the issue. That's why people, like you said, that's why people burn out. That's why people have slower standards. That's why people stop because they either A, don't have a vision. They don't know where they want to go. They don't know what their life wants to look like. 
or B, their, their steps and their everyday practical life is not aligned with that vision, and that's why they fall out. You're absolutely right. I couldn't yeah, agree with you more. For sure. And, and no, that's why when you said vision, I was like, boom, there it is, vision. Because you got to be able to have that in order to, to see where you need to be, right? You're like, okay, I got a vision of where I want to be. Goals to get there, here they are. Let's lay them down. Yep. You know, we talked, me and Shane talked about being, you know, uh, financially out of debt, right? Setting goals because well, you guys went through that, you and your you and your wife, and you know, okay, we want to. This is where we want to be. What do we got to do to get there? This is how. This is how the goals that we're gonna set, right? Having that vision of where you want to be is is a, immensely important to yeah. to being to be to becoming right to to getting to your purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So Shane mentioned it, kind of ushered in ushered it in, right? You are Tyler, the businessman. And you are in the flesh right here. We're here now. Living that right now, right? <laughs> so you have your own business. Now go ahead and explain to it. I, I'm 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 actually eager to to learn about it because <laughs> it's not a very common it's just it, it's very interesting because you, you mentioned it to me before, right? And you're you're growing obviously and so it's it's moving in the right direction, right? So the business that you run now, the business business that you are the head of explain that what what is it how did you how did you get to this business and then and what is it so how did i get here wow do you want me to start how flashville gym finished or yeah. you want to pick up where right where that right where right where i just started this one you know what let's let's how did the last the last the last gym right the last, yeah, gym? last real that's gym. right how can yeah. i last real gym how can i forget that <laughs> last real gym yeah okay so how did that end and then that ended you get to your where you're at I learned so much during that experience. And then, you know, we were trying to find a space for the longest time. You know, I worked there for, shoot, well over a year. It was probably a year and four or five months or so. And we just were having success finding, physically finding a space to put our place. And so I said, okay, how long are you going to do this for? Can you be Tyler, the business person, a different way? And mind you, I'm still answering to the owner. I'm still not quite again i'm tyler the manager trying to be tyler the business person so now i'm not seeing myself becoming tyler the business person but i'm running a business i'm literally running this guy's frank's business for him yeah of course don't get me wrong you know he was my guide you know there was he put all the systems in place you know but so then i said okay well this isn't happening you're gonna stick this out or you're gonna go go make it happen and part of what he instilled as me in me because he was the first real entrepreneur that I spent time with, mm-hmm. where you really learn how they think, how they act, you know, with their behaviors. And I said, dude, a real entrepreneur goes out and makes his business. That's what entrepreneur does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the definition Man. of one. <laughs> I said, that's who you want to be? Go. So I went. Yeah, that's a very hard choice to make, especially if you're, if you're being very successful at what you're already doing and you're faced with all right, I'm very comfortable where I'm at now. Do I s- take a step into the unknown and risk it all yep. or stay here comfortably and stack up some money? Yep. So that was a, that's what the situation that you're faced with and you took the step. Yeah. What a lot of people get stuck at. They don't want to do. They don't want to risk it. But you did. Go ahead and continue with your story. Yeah, and to your point there, Shane, risk and fear will never be the things that rule my life. I will always act out of faith. It's okay to be fearful. Everyone feels fear, afraid, doubt, but you don't take steps and you don't form your life around that. So if I was staying doubtful and fearful, I would have stayed there. If I was going to take a step of faith and know that it's going to work out, then I had to take that step, and I did. Yeah, definitely definitely something that's important, too, I think people to understand is if you let fear and 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 just all this worry, right? Fear, I mean, I guess really, if you let fear dictate your life, you're not going to be able to achieve what you want to achieve, right? Because, I mean, let's face it, people have fear of failure, right? And I just talked about this. People, in the last episode, I just, people have fear of failure, but it's not that the fear of failure is a bad thing. You can't, you just can't let it control what you're going to do. You can't let it, let it be the deciding factor of, you know what, I don't want to fail, so I'm not going to do it. And obviously, obviously you probably had some real honest fears, right? But you were like, you know what? Let's do it. Yep. I'm going to I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to go go and do it. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, big time. And oh, I lost my train of thought. But 
Yeah, so it, it really is. You're so right. so a quick side note. So what what was your dad perspective on this? He he of <laughs> course is very very successful. Mm. What was his advice to you as a father through this whole time period where you're taking leaps of faith here and there? Yes, you are acquiring acquiring knowledge and yes, you do have a direction that you're trying to go, but a lot of times family or even parents mm-hmm. Uh, siblings, they don't understand what you're trying to do. What was his perspective through this? At this time, we s- we're still on kind of rocky shores mm. from the divorce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went to a real point. Part of you know, like I said, back back being in the abyss was you know, I separated myself from them. I was angry at both of them for yeah. I, you know. So we were still kind of on rocky shores, and he you know he said what he always says: work hard. He wasn't going to give me a dime. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't going to help me in any way. He didn't even, I didn't even update him on when stuff would happen. You know, I, it was at this point in my life, I'd still see him, you know, on the holidays. And sometimes that was just a phone call or a text. Yeah. So you're, you're walking through this solo pretty much, huh? Yeah. Besides my mom. Oh, there you go. She's, she's my rock. There um, you go. But even then, you know, she's been a county employee for 20 something years. She doesn't know one darn thing about business. <laughs> it's like ta- I might as well sometimes talk to a rock. She's learning now. Cause, <laughs> but yeah, you know, so she's supportive, but she uh, she's she's taking that step with me. She's in the complete dark. Yeah. Well, well, sometimes that's all you need. You don't need someone to second guess you or you don't need someone to question what you're doing. You just need that reassurance. Yep. And that's all the encouragement you really need to, to press forward, whether that's from a friend, a family member your dog, you just need like, all right, <laughs> yes, I got someone to come home to. You love me no matter what. Yep, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I did get a dog during this time too. Oh yeah, there you go. Ever, that definitely, I believe helped. Um, <laughs> so one of the, I, I think this is an important point to kind of share too for people that are listening is one of the things that helped me take that leap and be comfortable with that fear was, and this is something that I still frame all my decisions around today too is, I cannot ever slip farther than I was. Mm. You know what I mean? Not even, even if my business fails right now, I still have my family. I still have a future. I still have my education. Back when I was in the original abyss, I didn't have that. So even if I fail in one aspect now, it's not going to be, f- I'm not going to fall further than I've ever, than I've been. That was the, like I said, rock yeah. bottom. So that's, there's, I find comfort now. I use my rock bottom as comfort knowing that I can't go, I can't get back there. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> reassuring too because it, 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 like you said, it, you're not scared of it, you understand it, but that if you didn't hit rock bottom and you didn't build that foundation, you would have those fears that do stop a lot of people. People that have it given to them that just falls in their lap. They're like, all right, if I mess up, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know. But for you, you've been there. You know what you can do, what you're capable of. If it if something happens and it, it inhibits you from getting what you want, you'll start all over because you know the process. You know how to do it. You, you Yes, you know what it takes, the discipline that you need to do, the work ethic, the, the know-how, going out and learning what you want to build your business around. Like if you were to fail, which I we know that you're not, you're doing well now, <laughs> but if, if that were to happen – that's not a fear for you because you're like, all right, let's give this another shot. I'm going to do, I know where I messed up. I know where I'm, I made my, my mistakes. I'm going to do it better now. And that's going to light that fire underneath you. Like, all right, 2.0. Yep. Tyler, the businessman <laughs> 2.0. Exactly. Right. So, they, so, so I'm seeing these levels happening, you know, and, I'm, and so how it started to where I'm at now. So now I'm on online sales. I do e-commerce is, is the official name for it, e-commerce. E-commerce. <laughs> which basically means I just sell stuff on Amazon and eBay. <laughs> and I say it, you know, kind of short like that, but th- that's a very loaded statement that comes with yep. a ton of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think it's important too, to kind of go back during my entire time at last real gym, I was listening to a podcast that changed my life. Mm. It was um, called the MFCEO. That was the, the caveman, the morning Joe. Yeah. The caveman podcast or the morning Joe podcast, right? No, just, <laughs> It what was it? Which one? It was the MFCEO by a- Andy Frisella, who I realized after having my experience with Frank, Frank the Tank, um, <laughs> that... <laughs> he, he better have a t-shirt. He better have a t-shirt with that on there. Oh, my God. He, you know what? This is actually something interesting. They, the fact you say that Frank wears the exact same outfit every 
day for the last 20 years. Atta boy. That's how much discipline and commitment he has to do his gym. It's all his gym logo and marketing. It's his, that's it. Same thing there every day. There you go. That's how you do it. Yeah. Guerrilla marketing. That's I'll never I, forget. I guess that's what I got to do. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say Tony Flo has something to learn from that. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm telling you. So, 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 yeah. So I had this experience with Frank, and I said, dude, you need to get into the mind of entrepreneurs if you're going to be an entrepreneur. So then I started picking up the MFCEO podcast, who was an entrepreneur that was ahead of Frank. That was beyond Frank. Mm. That was higher than Frank's level, money-wise mm. and business-wise. Yeah. So at the same time, I was learning from Frank on a practical basis, and then I was also listening to this podcast and applying those principles to also Frank's business at Lastral Gym as well. So I took the amalgamation of Frank's lessons that he taught me at Lastral Gym, the stuff that I learned there, plus the podcast, plus applied the, and then went out and applied them to this online business. Was it hard for you to apply that stuff when you're learning it? Were you intimidated by it or were you were you just ambitious and like, all right, I'm going to try it. I don't care what happens. I'm going to try it. Oh, yeah. I was I was really confident in them because it was a template that I knew had brought me out of the abyss and it brought me all that all those steps from GNC. I was using the same template for each and every level. But at the same time, I was also bringing in and gathering more. So I was okay. gaining momentum. So my foundation was great. I had a great template, but at the same time, I was also humble enough to continue to know that I need more knowledge. I need more. So I was just, I was, dude, I was a sponge. Yeah. I was every day, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. every waking moment, literally every waking moment I was listening to that podcast. Yeah. I think that humbling part is a, is a key point because yeah. if you don't, you get arrogant and people don't want to deal with arrogant people, yeah. period. But also it closes you off to learning more, to, to wanting to be a sponge and learn more. So that humbleness, I, I, I think, helped you out a lot because it, if you messed up, it didn't destroy you. You're like, all right, this is just a learning curve. I, I wasn't expecting it to go great, but I'm still learning. I'm, I'm humbled about this. Absolutely, because if, if you get arrogant and think, oh, I know how to do this. Oh, I know everything. You're going to fall on your face. Right. And that's <laughs> why, I mean, this is why the Bible says pride comes before the fall, right? Because oh. it's like... You, you have all this pride. You're not going to learn anything. You're not going to learn anything. Nobody can tell you nothing. And then you gain no more knowledge because there's no more areas of opportunity that you're seeking. You're just like, yeah, I got this. I got my own company. I don't have to worry about you know. And so I think that's you. Obviously, humility through this all was a key characteristic that helped you get to where you're at right now. Big time. And and if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for the constant hunger for knowledge and the humility to say, I don't know everything, the humility to say, I need to listen to this person because they obviously know what they're talking about, I think obviously was a key factor in, in your success as an entrepreneur yeah. and getting into your first business as, you know, moving things in e-commerce. So your business, you, you sell things on eBay, on Amazon, started out. And and you just posted this up on social media too, right? <laughs> yeah. In this in this small glorified short storage shed is what you <laughs> called it. And now you are leasing a four room. Is it four room? Yeah. Right. Yeah. A four room business front warehouse. Yeah. Warehouse. Yeah. yeah. Man, like, what you what are you feeling right <laughs> now? Because you obviously this is a complete turnaround from where you were at. And 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 not only that, but an inspiring story from mm. how you got out of that, and how you completely changed direction of where you're wanting to go. Yeah, you put these steps, these goals into place. You set these goals. You're lining your vision up with them, and now, boom, you are a growing business. Yeah. How 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 does it feel, man? It's I mean, you look back, and I'm sure you reflect, and you're <laughs> just like, man, like we're look at where God's taken me. You know, like. Yep. I was, I used to be this kid that used to stink and stand at at nine eleven in the morning and salute the flag for the full minute because of what happened at nine eleven. I remember you telling yeah, me that yeah. back in like, gosh, we're third grade, Miss yeah. Meniere's class. Yep. Third grade, right? Yeah, this kid grade. now, boom, Tyler, the businessman. Mm -hmm. What are what what? How are you feeling about that? It's got to be, uh, for one, awesome, and then also like be like, oh, crap, okay, let's do this thing. <laughs> We're really here. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm like, I can't lie to you. The last week, because this, the, when I signed this lease, it was it was literally f four days ago. Wow. The last five days, I had told my mom this. This is the highest point I've ever been to in my life right now, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. 
it's you know it's not where I'm going to stop. But this is truly like between the relationships that I have with my with people around me, between the amount of people that I help every single day, and then obviously my business. Mm-hmm. Between those three factors, which is how I measure my success, this is the highest point I've ever been to. Like you're seeing me in clouds right now, man. So this is, <laughs> your, this is your mile marker for you, right? Yeah, big time, big time. Because, I mean, I started this, I mean, I used my car, my bed sheets to store my inventory. Yeah. At the time, it was, you know, 50 items I was trying to sell online. Yeah, let, let's go back <laughs> to the beginning for that part yeah, then. Yeah. What, how did you get into it? What are the steps that you took? Like mm-hmm. you were saying, you're on yeah. your bed sheets, your car. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the steps that you took? And then how did you end up in this building that you just okay. got? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so I, last, I left Lasso Gym, and then I had to transition home again. But this time it wasn't with my tail between my legs. <laughs> like you said, he went out to conquer. So yeah. that's what you did. Yep. I, I came back from San Diego on a high, completely excited, stoked for what was about to happen, knowing darn well that I was going to succeed. Because I was just running a business. It wasn't mine, but I was running a business. Basically for, doing it. Yeah. I was yeah. hiring, firing, like every, everything. Oh. Like everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you're fired. <laughs> oh, God, I hated firing people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I bet. That's probably not. Uh, yeah, yeah. It definitely wasn't the, the best part of the job. But, yeah, so um, I transitioned out. I had to come home and line that back up. And so while my room got ready, because my stepsister was living in my room, actually, during that time. So I stayed, actually, out in um, Las Vegas at my dad's place. Mm. So I didn't come home come home right away. Olive. Yeah. Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I see you got the cornhole over there, too. That's right. A little bored. That's right. Oh, Anthony is the diehard Raiders fan. They, it doesn't matter if they go Get one some. if they go one and 12. <laughs> he's he's going to be out there painted, baby. You're going to polarize my audience, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. Um, that's right. So, so yeah, so I went, I went back home. I went to, to my my dad's house in Vegas, which I have a room there, but I haven't been. I haven't really spent time there. It wasn't like my, my home home. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, I just again started that that great knowledge, sponging and sucking. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> oh, every waking moment you know that I could possibly have. I was reading books. I was watching YouTube, listening to podcasts, reading books, watching YouTube over, over, over every day, until and then at the same time. So I would take those things that I was. Um, taking in and then just sponging in and then I was applying them I was attempting to apply them <laughs> to what I was practically going out and doing on an everyday basis so in the world of online sales the basis is of course your inventory you have to have stuff that people want mm-hmm. so I had to learn okay what do people buy and then how do I get it mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what a majority of my knowledge started from was okay just search what do people buy online youtube youtube videos boom there it is youtube (laughs) videos what sells the most on ebay literally stuff like that Mm because i didn't know i was literally completely in the dark like yeah (laughs) and and mind you actually i had started this process while i was transitioning out of last real gym i I do want to make that clear as well so what what made you look that up like did you look that up or was it mentioned to you how did you find out about that (laughs) That's funny. There's this guy at Last Real Gym who kind of opened that world to me. His name is Mike. I hope he listens to this. How you doing, Mike? <laughs> and um, <laughs> he was a real positive guy. And he was kind of different too. You know, you could tell he kind of lived life on his own terms. And so, like when you're in the gym for 12 hours, you just want to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, and, and on top of that too, it helps your sales and you know, helps the vibe of the gym and being personable is so good for business. Knowing someone's right. that was actually part of the manual. It's crazy. I'm telling you, I learned so much here. It's part, <laughs> it was part of the manual. Of Frank's gym, Elastro Gym, is you learn as the manager every single person's name. That that's the difference between a mom and pop and a corporate gym. Yeah. Corporate gym, sure. they're just there. Yeah. They're, they're oh, robots. Yeah. Mom and pop, they'll get personal, like you're saying, mm-hmm. because that's how they develop relationships. That's, that helps sales. Yep. And that's really what it comes back down to. But I'll let you continue before we yeah, go down yes. another rabbit hole. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> right? No, that's true, though. How you treat people, I mean, it's everything in this world. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so Mike introduced me to that. I just kind of talked to him, like, what he did. And that's what he did. That's, that's kind of interesting. So I just kind of researched it, and that's what opened me up to it. Mm. So, you know, I had... At the time, you know, I had you know a couple grand saved up, and I said, yeah, "All right, let's do it, dude." Boom. 
Boom. <laughs> like, go, go out and do it. Hey, <laughs> that's the next T-shirt. Let's do it, dude. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Get out there, dude. Like, you got, you got money. You're gaining knowledge. And then on top of that, you know, <laughs> I have my template that I have been using in every other job, at every other step that I know works. So I'm like, all right. You got the goods. You got all the ingredients. You got to make the cake, man. You know what I mean? I got you. Got to put it all together. So, you know, starting from the bottom. You know, like I like like I had mentioned. You know, I for my inventory, I had it in my room until I couldn't really fit in my room. It just didn't take much. It was a small room, and so and so. Let me go back. So yeah, you have to have your inventory right. You have to know what sells, how fast it sells, because you don't want to sit on something for a yeah. long time. You mm-hmm. know, it's just money sitting there. Mm-hmm. And then you have to know. Okay, so th- these are the things that sell. Now, how do I sell it is a completely different process now. So you have to learn how to take the right pictures. Oh, pictures. I make it look, it's got to be good, right? Yep. It's got to be presentable. It's got to be good, clean, proper photos. I don't know anything about Question. You're in your car. You're running this out of your car starting out, right? You mentioned that with the sheets and everything. Yeah. How did you do this in your car? <laughs> how, how did you? How were you oh like? All right, gosh. backdrop. Let's get this covered. All right, here we go. <laughs> this, he just has. His, he just pops his trunk. He has the whole oh, photo shoot yeah, right uh, there, dude. Oh. <laughs> green screen pops up when he opens it. Boom. I could only take pictures when the sun was in the right place. There you go. <laughs> uh, I gotta drive over to the certain spot. I swear. No, I swear. That is so funny. Um, <laughs> what, and then secondly, what what car did you have? <laughs> Oh man, that actually you haven't seen my new car, have you? Nope. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I had, I got rid of my Honda Accord. You know, rest in peace. God bless. <laughs> Missed that car. I remember that car, man. I I, you I let 15. me, you let me drive it, and I was like, I see why Talia likes this car. It was a, it had a V6 in yeah. it. She purred a bit. Mm-hmm. She had a, mm-hmm. she had a little exhaust on it, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, a little K and N in there too. Yeah, 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 dude. It was nice. It was, it was fast. It whipped, bro. It was fast. I we drove it back from Lake Piru one time. You're like, yeah. You want to drive my car, and I'm just uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just finished with but with your dad. Your dad was yep. towing the boat in mm-hmm. his Tacoma, yep. and we were wakeboarding because yep. that's what we did. Ooh, tubing and wakeboarding. Oh man, man. oh I miss those days. And then we you, you offered to let me drive it, and I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> turn up, dude. Yeah. Dang, all right, go on. No more, no more Honda. Yeah, no more Honda. So I got a Jeep Compass brand new Ooh, um it's it's wonderful i absolutely love that car i do miss my old one but it started <laughs> literally dying on me at like red lights like it would just stop Ugh. you know so i was trying to manage this gym and then like no my car my dog my car would die on the way there so it was just time you know it was it was a 2000 i had it since i was 15 years old at the time i'm 25 like dude get a new car it's been 10 years yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i ran it down um so yeah so i was running my inventory out of my car and i literally was using bed sheets and my iPhone to take pictures. So you have to take the pictures and obviously get them online, right? Mm-hmm. And what distinguishes you between like the casual seller is your pictures. Some people, yeah. if you have a shirt, they're gonna hang it on their door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're gonna and you're gonna see the door and you're gonna see everything behind it. And it's gonna look, there's gonna be distractions. They call it distractions. You want a distraction free, and then obviously you're not gonna be able to see the outline very good. That's just not a quality picture. So I figured out, okay, well, this is how this is what distinguishes you between an amateur seller. And someone who's trying to look professional. And obviously, I want to look professional. I'm always shooting for quality, top quality, no matter what. Yeah. So then I said, okay, well, now you have to buy a picture setup. So then I got, so <laughs> my my little stepsister gave me her camera. <laughs> oh, dang. She's the first investor, bro. <laughs> it was this nice little Canon. It was a Canon, Canon EOS. You know, it was a lot better than my iPhone. Dang. That's cool. So you identified what you needed. You're like, okay. Yeah, we're running out of a car, but this is what I need to get. It. I need yeah. a good picture because that's what they're going to see. Yeah. Okay, then you identified, I, I've, I'm putting this template to work now. Mm-hmm. And then, sorry, go on. Go okay, ahead. all keep right, going. I'll keep going. So then, yeah, <laughs> so then I figured out, okay, this is what I, this is what good inventory is, is what sells. And I said, okay, this is how you deliver it to people. So you got to have a good picture. And I said, okay, but there's a whole bunch more besides the picture. You have to do. <laughs> oh wait, I'm actually selling something. Yeah. Oh shoot. Like, oh shoot. How we're we gonna ship this out? <laughs> exactly. Oh god, I haven't got the shipping yet. <laughs> That's a completely. That was a monster. monster. The face expression said it all right <laughs> when you said that. Shipping was a monster to figure out. Um, <laughs> so then, yeah, you you learn you learn how to deliver it to the customer. Okay, you got to have you know the right title. Okay, what well, makes a good title? But, but what's the difference between an amateur title and a professional title? How to learn that. So that's actually making the listing. Making the listing is a whole part of the process. That's your picture, your title, your description, your item specifics. 
So like the size, of it, yeah, the specs of it and everything. Um, then of course your price. You have to know at what price range mm -hmm. is appropriate for. What are they willing to pay for? Yeah, and the markets on every single item fluctuate. Yeah. Every single one fluctuates. So what was selling even a week ago sometimes now dropped ten dollars. So if you're still at that higher ten dollar mark, you're missing yeah, out on sales. Yep. Yeah. Or or vice versa. You yep. might be at something at thirty nine ninety nine, and if you don't check it a week later, two weeks later, it might be selling for, you know, instead of your thirty nine, it might be at fifty bucks. And now you're losing out. Hand sanitizer. Yeah, oh, <laughs> dude, price gouging, baby. I'm kidding. Yeah. I didn't do that. I wouldn't do it. Unethical. <laughs> don't do it. Um, people did it. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. I, I saw them for like a hundred yeah. bucks. Online. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, so it's about understanding the market as mm -hmm. well. So then you have to understand. Even just putting the price on your listing takes research and time. You know, so it's like, oh, make a listing. Okay, well, it comes with the picture, the title, the description, the specs, understanding the, the market for each and every single item, you know. And then from there, you need to know how to ship out that yeah, item yeah, without yeah, losing money is. on it. Yeah. So the big <laughs> learning curve. I lost a lot of money on shipping. Oh, <laughs> man. Just ate you away, huh? Yeah, because you don't know. You don't know the weights. You don't know the shipping rates. Like, I have, let's call it a one-pound item. Uh, over one pound. Yeah. A pound and two ounces. And it's a $12 item. And I buy it for three bucks. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna make nine dollars on this item, yeah. right? Right? Because it's a twelve dollar item. Oh, wait a minute. And I bought it for three. Um, dude, it's gonna cost you eight dollars to ship that item out. <laughs> <laughs> so you made a buck. Yeah. You made, no, because then you have to pay thirteen percent eBay fees on that oh. thirteen. Oh, on dang. that thirteen dollars. <laughs> so you're making about forty something cents yeah. for your. About Let's go volume. <laughs> for your one hour of work, you made about fourteen cents. Congrats, bro. Your gas money that took you to the USPS post uh, office didn't even cover it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the first items that you picked up for inventory oh, yeah. that okay. you started off with? First, yeah. How about the first item? The that number you one. Sold? The number one. Where you can frame the, your first dollar on. <laughs> My roommate, Josh Saylor. Shout out to oh, you, brother. Oh, hello. I did this back when I was at Last Real Gym is when I did my first sale. Ooh. I'll never forget it. So it started. Yeah. Started well, because when I started transitioning, I'm not going to transition like a like a nincompoop. I'm, <laughs> yeah. gonna, you know, I'm not going to start when I'm completely out. I'm going to start when it's when yep. I see it happening. You Good know? man. Good man. Um, so yeah, it was a <laughs> he it was comes a thong. <laughs> <laughs> not just any a man thong. A man. <laughs> it was used. His personal one. <laughs> <laughs> it was used. Tyler had it first. Here you go, bro. It was, so I'll never forget, he walked in and our kitchen table was laying out. I went to a garage sale. This is how oh, I got a lot of my inventory yeah. to start. Yeah. I went to a garage sale and I bought this lady's collection of Bratz dolls. Oh, no. Yeah, dude. <laughs> my very first sale. First buy, first sale ever was a collection of Bratz dolls. He came home. You know, he's a 27-year-old dude. He's like, what are all these dolls doing in my house? Yeah. They're kind of creepy, you know. Like, like, dude, what are you doing? You've gone off your rocker. You're like, you, you're, you're leaving your job, your good job, and like, you're, you're selling now you're dolls. Dolls, yeah. Like, you know, and to me, it looked crazy. To the world, to everyone, to me, even, it looked crazy. Like, this is really what you're doing right now, yeah. dude. You're selling dolls. <laughs> but let me tell you something. I made forty bucks on those dolls. Oh, there you go. You know. Dang, and right that right there, you're like, yup, yep. I'm doing this. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Exactly. That's where it started. That's cool. Um, and and the reason why I picked Bratz because before I didn't know, you know, I'm a guy. I don't play with dolls. Uh, wait. No. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, I looked it up. I looked it up. I was like, oh, people actually spend really good money on dolls. Who yeah. Knows? My wife brought that up to me a while back, mm -hmm. back when we were in high school. She's like, my, yeah, my friend has these Bratz dolls, and they're expensive. Yeah. If you were to resell certain ones, you can make a lot of money just mm -hmm. on Bratz dolls. Yep. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Never would have guessed. Never. Smart move, my man. Smart <laughs> move. Grass stalls at a yard sale. Grab them. Grab them. Advice for anybody out yeah. there. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was the very, very first item. Dang. And then from there, it was figuring out the whole system of, of eBay and Amazon, how to physically work their systems, mm. and then create my own system that is going to be able to interact with and feed into their systems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was creating my model. And then, you know, so I've been working on my model for so long. So figuring out, and dur during creating my model was, okay, these items that I bought, this was an awful buy. Don't ever buy them again. <laughs> and, you know, and so it was figuring out which stuff I'd like to sell. So kind of trial and error. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was like a whole year worth of yeah. trial and error. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't make money on some stuff. Some stuff I hit home runs on. Yeah. And throughout that time, you know, I figured out what sells, what doesn't, what I like to ship, what's easy to ship, and you know, learning. So all of these things are kind of coming together. And then during that journey, I start meeting people that are doing the same thing. Mm. 
So that's when it starts. I'm starting something. Now I'm getting more efficient. I'm getting past the, the beginner phase. I get out of my car, you know, yeah. and then I, I finally move back home out of Vegas. So I'm back home in my childhood room that I, you know, really? I grew up in. And then I convinced, hey. yeah. I, so I go back there. We had some I, memories in that room, dog. Oh, dude. I was there <laughs> since I was. Since Remember that foosball table? Oh, dude. You come get this fade anytime, hey. boy. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And so no spinnies. I remember that. Don't, oh. don't spin, Tyler. <laughs> oh, I would kill it with the spinnies, dude. Went to a county champion. <laughs> I was. What was I can't remember which year it was, but hey, let him know. You got. You got to get a belt made by that. I do. I do. It was a real thing. I remember they walked me into like we had. There was like an official like ring slash office wow. where we had the county championship <laughs> and I won. My mom was there and everything. Oh, God, I'm proud of Slow mo introduction. Yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> Dang, that is funny. Um, so I finally get out of the car, out of the little room in Vegas. I move back home to Ventura, where I know I'm going to be closer to God, too. I'm going to be closer to, to people that I love. I'm just so... Some people come home, and it's a bad thing. I've been there, too. Mm-hmm. But this time was a triumphant return. I, uh, this We're only going up from here return. I was so happy to be home. So I'm in the spare room, or I'm in my room, and then I'm running it out of the spare room at this point. But now my inventory is getting too big. Mm-hmm. And the, the game is volume, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to make more money if you have more inventory plain and simple so then i had to do the start doing this little merry-go-round where i had my room the spare room and then i rented out a storage unit so then every day i had to go to the storage unit and god forbid i forget something gotta go back again <laughs> so i'm doing this rotation to where you know i get an item work on it at home to create the picture do listing and then take it to the storage unit and then when someone buys that item now i have to go back to the storage unit take it back home to my house again wrap it up and ship it and then take it to USPS. So I'm doing like this round robin thing, which yeah. is killing me time efficient wise. Yeah, for sure. Blowing time. Just <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, now, now the game is, okay, my model's getting better. I'm making more money. I'm learning which items sell, which ones sell faster, which ones sell slower, which ones I have more access to. I'm meeting people that are doing the same thing, networking. So now it's a matter of volume and efficiency and scaling up my model and tweaking it and perfecting it. So I do have a quick question yeah. for when you were networking with people, was the benefit primarily just knowledge and direction or were you guys, did you guys have like a business arrangement? It was both. Okay. It was, it was both and an open-ended conversation. It would be me simply trying to get, pull out knowledge from them. I'm always, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn from every single person. Every single person is an expert at something. Were they open about that? So I know some people. Some were, some okay. were. <laughs> you know, and then, and then like, like you said, yeah, like, like it would be an open ended conversation where I wouldn't really go into it with much intention other than I want to learn something from this person. Mm-hmm. But sometime it would turn into and just kind of naturally fall into a business deal. Mm-hmm. And how does that work? Do you just, I, you have this product. I want this product. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be like, for example, um, there's this lady, I'm not going to say her name, um, but there's this lady up in Ojai whose dad owns a repossession business. And I don't know if you guys know anything about how repossession businesses work. I don't. But apparently, you know, when stuff gets repossessed and no one claims it, that company keeps it. Oh, dang. Probably got a lot of stuff. <laughs> they have a lot of stuff. And just by pure happenstance and me just trying to, you know, be personable and nice and try and gain knowledge from this lady. Um, you know, it just fell into a conversation and, you know, she, I started telling her about what I do for a living. She started telling me what she did Mm -hmm. and uh, her, her family had that business and, and, Oh, I do this. Oh, well we have that. You know, like I sell these, she goes, Oh, well I have those, you know? And then it would just be like, well, I I do this. You've got that. This looks like it's going to line up. Let's put it together. Yeah. 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 Mutual understanding, mutual benefit benefits. Yep. That's correct. Um, you know, because they want to, they have warehouses of stuff that they don't want, and I need warehouses of stuff to sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> you know, Boom. you're that middleman. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So it was, you know, it's a lot of it's luck. I don't, you know, a lot of it was obviously planned by, you know, up top, you know, yeah. the big guy. There you go, for sure. So yeah, we're moving in on two hours here. So we're let's oh, we're no gonna <laughs> yeah yeah we'll we'll, pro- we'll make this a two piecer, a yeah, two parter yeah. because there's gum there's good stuff on here. So what I want to ask, and I think that I think a lot of people can benefit from this when when they listen to this. Now, what would you say would be probably the most going through all this process, right? You go through all this process. We kind of mentioned humility already. What would you say would be 
giving advice, right? Giving advice to somebody who's looking to start their own business or doesn't know where to go next or anything like that. What would you say is probably the most key characteristic that you benefited from when you were starting your business? I know we had mentioned humility because you were able to, to gain the knowledge. I mean, maybe that might be it, or maybe it could be something as simple, um, I mean, a bit more simpler than that, or, I mean, you're outgoing, your ability to work with people, to talk to people, networking, whatever it is. What would you say would be the best, the most key characteristic that you practiced when it came to building your, your business? Discipline. Ooh. Ooh. Did you see that coming, Shane? One thousand percent. I could just see it. I was work ethic that benefited him a lot, and that wasn't, it wasn't something he he just had. He had to develop it. Just coming from what you said, I think that foundation when that foundation fell out from the army and the ROTC, like when all that fell out, you had to find that discipline inside of you to push forward and digging out of that abyss. That's where you developed it, and that's where you found it. Definitely, I think the two go hand in hand for sure. The hard work and the discipline. That's you. You're not going to get anywhere without them. Oof. The both of them. But discipline to me, and I think this is really important to say, to, to kind of define, discipline is doing what you need to do when you don't want to do it. There it is. Boom. I can't tell you how many times I've stared at my work and said, I'd rather do something <laughs> yeah. else. And I said, you better get your butt up there and do it anyways. No, it doesn't matter how you feel. That's something I say to myself every single day because I'm not a disciplined master by any means. I still have those For sure. those thoughts say, don't do not do it. Yeah, do yeah. something else. Do it tomorrow. Oh, I hate that. Oh, do it man. tomorrow. You can that's, do it tomorrow. That's a thought from the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. Discipline. Yep. Discipline, discipline. Yeah. That is very interesting. And I think that is something that people that goes with a lot of different things discipline is such a key an essential characteristic i think people need to develop if they don't have it already and for one sports comes into that right army navy way you're raised whatever um okay okay so discipline most key characteristic there right that that's what helped you to grow and develop now when it comes to now when it comes to creating right or, or developing to somebody that you want to to be, what would you say? I mean, you said you said already, right? Uh, your 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 relationship with God helped you get out of the depression and everything like that. Now, when somebody somebody who's fighting out uh, getting out of this depression, or somebody who's fi- trying to figure out their purpose in life, mm. they're trying to figure out their purpose in life. Where do you think that they need to look to? Where do you think? I mean, do they need to look to? somebody else for inspiration do they need to look at i mean god right you kind of mentioned that right for you that was how it was for you where do you think somebody's going to find the the biggest motivation or the 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 area where they're or the the thing that is going to motivate them the most or the thing that's going to get them out of there what do you think people should look to what do you want most out of your life and i know that's a hard question but if you follow it and you and you just are so strict on that and you don't ever sway from it then that is what will what will pull you out and pull you to where you want to go but you just can't you can't look left you can't look right you have to focus solely on what you want out of your life and if you don't know that yet follow what you enjoy the most there you go follow what you enjoy the most and focus on it yeah focus on it that's the only thing focus on it i definitely have more questions but that might i mean we're going on two on two hours here so i guess we'll quiet down here and wrap it up but man what a stinking inspirational story like that was cool i didn't know some of those things that you were mentioning you know especially getting kicked out of the army i know that 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 was that's news to me so that was this this story man what a what, a, what an honor, man. It was pretty cool to, to learn about what you came out of and everything like that. And I think this can also help other people be inspired and realize, you know what? Discipline, my discipline might need to be a little bit worked on because Tyler could do it. I can do it. Shane, got any anything further? Yeah, man. I think like what Anthony was saying, it's your story. It's going to help out a lot of people. It's going to encourage a lot of people, especially that dark abyss. I, I think you described it very well, what a lot of people go through and the way you walked the people through your story of how you got out of it, I think it was it's going to be very insightful for people that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And it's not you don't have to get out of it and not be successful and just be satisfied with the status quo. You can go above and beyond that. You don't you don't have to settle for 
a Burger King job, a Walmart job, anything like that. I'm not saying that's not bad, but you could you could strive for better things. Mm-hmm. Even though even though you've been where you're at, you've done you you've worked your way out of it. You became a regional sales leader. You went to a manager. You worked your way up to managing someone else's business, going on to creating your own and being successful at it. And I think that's a lot from where you came from. And I think that's going to encourage a lot of people that do listen to the podcast. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, I couldn't. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. And before we finish up here, too, I think, uh, you know, you you mentioned people reach out to you a lot to kind of get some inspiration or some advice, you know, going through their through through their own personal issues. Where um, can where can people reach you, man? Where can people contact you? Social media? email i don't know whatever you want to whatever you want to give up bro whatever you want to give up where yeah. can people reach you yeah um uh, email is great tfer92 at hotmail.com still rocking the old hotmail yeah hey uh, there it is <laughs> um but if you do want to connect with me on social media it's spelled a little differently but it is c king sofrasine so that Ooh. is c as in the ocean so s e a and then king k i n g underscore sophrosine which is s o p h s y n e sophrosine there it tough is one. yeah yeah yeah, yeah unique unique for sure yes yeah <laughs> okay. yeah yeah for sure we'll definitely leave that the link in the description of this episode so that way you can reach out to tyler if you want um, you have any questions? He's, I'm sure he's willing to to answer them. And uh, you know, you can always reach out to us. You know where you can find us. And I gotta say, started the Instagram, but I'm like, I don't, man, I don't know what I'm doing on Instagram. I gotta admit, <laughs> I gotta admit. You'll figure it out. Not the a hey, slowly but surely. You yeah. know what I mean? Slowly but surely. A little learning curve. Just a little one. Yeah, I tried to uplift you just a little bit. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always looking for opportunities. Always, always, baby. Always on the lookout. Right on, guys. You know where we're at. Tyler, once again, we appreciate you coming out, man. It was it's been a pleasure learning about your your history and where you came out of and where you're at now, man. I, that's that's awesome. Let's let's continue that upward trajectory for sure. So I uh, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's 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 been an honor. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Heck yeah. So that's all we got for you. You know where you can reach out. We're gonna leave the link in the description. Um, again, this is Morning Joe with Tony Flo, and I'm out.